Citizen Critic is a production of iHeartRadio and Double Elvis. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for Greg's living will and testament. You'll never guess who gets the cat. (laughs) The cat's coming with me. This episode of Citizen Critic, The Doors, Oliver Stone's epic about Jim Morrison is rough. One reviewer imagines Morrison on Twitter and hosting a podcast of all the ridiculous things. And a man loses his cool after losing his phone at the Whiskey A-Go-Go. Pretty pretentious there, Jim. This is Citizen Critic. I say breathe a little more like fucking fishnet. Like <laughs> this is this amount of sweat is just from sitting here. I don't know if you can see it. Humid, huh? Oh, it is. When I tell you it is at least 114 in this room right now, I am I am I am not kidding. I'm good. I'm ready to go. It's the doors, man. At some point I'm gonna start hallucinating from just pure heat exhaustion. <laughs> It'll be like you're tripping the desert. Oh yeah. The summer solstice peyote. Welcome to yet another episode of Citizen Critic, the podcast. I'm Scott Janovitz. And I'm Greg Conley. Steamy Greg Conley. (laughs) The Blake Babies have a song called Steamy Greg. Oh, no, that's that's me to a a T right now. Yeah. Greg, today we're talking about uh, the Oliver Stone film, The Doors. We are. I watched it for the first time in probably 20 years. Doesn't hold up. I began to question whether it was up to begin with for me. I remember liking the movie. I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, that was that was cool." Yeah, Jim Morrison. That was that was that's rock and roll. It didn't take much for me though because I was a teenager with uh, fantasies of rock stardom. So yeah, you know that you have this spectacle and the excitement of all these concerts and whatever depicted in the film. And so, yeah, I was, I was going to be into that. It was, it was tailor-made for me. And that's kind of what I thought I was going to be into. And it was just more all of the bad elements of like a rock star without any of the good redeeming qualities for the most part. I like The Doors despite Jim Morrison. Yeah, musically. Not because of. Yeah, absolutely. He's a good singer, even. Like he he's is, got a yeah. good, really yeah. good voice. Absolutely. He's got a unique style. Uh huh. Um, as they say in Wayne's World, too, he's a uh, crooner in the rock and roll milieu or something <laughs> he like is, that. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe that that's true. <laughs> this movie was such a cultural touchstone that part of the premise of Wayne's World 2 is based on, is based on yeah, the doors. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> It was funny because uh, so watching it again, and I just watched it the other day, and I'm watching that opening scene where it's the young, like the six year old Jim Morrison, 
And his dad's, you know, his mom's just like, look away, Jim. And I was like, imagine if that six-year-old kid was like the adult Jim Morrison. His dad would have kicked the crap. He was just like, it's all just a dream on the coyote eyes. You'd be like, what are you talking, kid? Can you imagine? (laughs) Can you imagine somebody taking you to the desert to have a peyote trip and... They're just talking in your ear the whole time, yeah. bullshitting into honestly, your ear. Honestly. I'd be like, dude, did you bring anything to drink? I am so thirsty. <laughs> Parched. I brought my words for you to drink. Ride the snake. <laughs> Somebody's fucking, you're on a peyote trip. This guy's whispering to you about a gigantic snake. I'd be like, where's that snake parked? Because I want to get back to LA like now, man. The, the, uh, I watched it last night. This is the, this is one of the worst movies I've seen in <laughs> yeah. five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. It's like... I started it and immediately I was watching that scene with him driving down the highway with his family. Yeah. The op- like the opening scene. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> my wife was getting ready to go to bed in the other room. <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, this is not a good movie. <laughs> immediately. Yeah, no. And then I looked at the running time. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's what I told you. I was like, it's two hours. Two and a half hours. Two and a half Fuck hours. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's supposed to sort of like be the premise kind of for the rest of his life. It's such a touchstone for him. Yeah. yeah well, at least in the film. Yeah. In the film. Right. And it's like, yeah. what? You didn't even have anything to do with it. You drove by the accident and that's, you know. That, that moment where Ray Manzarek is looking at him on the stage and he's dancing with the Native Americans. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like the that's, ghost Native Americans. Yeah. I was like. What the hell is this? <laughs> that is LSD, the dreaded lysergic. Oh my God. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes on the rewatch was when he's showing his student film at UCLA and Al- yeah. Oliver Stone is the professor and the film ends and it's just like, what do you think? And the, there's this one guy that says, Pretty pretentious there, Jim. <laughs> it's, that's the professor says it's that. It's fucking Oliver Stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's right. It's 100% pretentious. Of course. It's, it's completely pretentious. It's, it's him and stupid Hitler. Stupid bullshit. <laughs> I mean, this movie is bullshit. And I don't know what the point of this movie is. Like, well, It seems to me on a face reading to exist to make fun of this person and tell us all how awful he was. You know, I don't think it was that. I think Oliver Stone was like truly enamored. I think he was kind of a fanboy. I think so too. And yet I looked at the movie. (laughs) It was like, it seems to me now that he's, this is, um, you know. Yeah. But I think that he thought that all those things were kind of like, you know, a little bit cool. I don't know. Yeah. I just sort of watched the movie and I'm like. What an right. insufferable dick that guy was. Like, I, I agree with what you're saying, 100%. On, on every level. Just, Who would do that to Meg Ryan? Who the hell would? He set fire to the closet with her <laughs> locked in it. He did. That's attempted murder, brother. It is. It is. I don't care what snake you're riding out here. And then it, the next scene they're together, she's fucking uh, apologizing to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's an abusive relationship. Yeah, but it's not portrayed as such. I mean, every scene is in a, it's sort of abusive yeah, by this him. Is, this is my problem with the movie. Like, it seems like it's a critique of him. Right. At the same time, you know that it's not really. Yeah. It's a critique because it shows this horrifying I behavior. In its own subtle way, it's a critique of Oliver Stone. <laughs> I, I think it's yeah. like, 
Oliver. Pretty pretentious there, Oliver. <laughs> there's so much. That, I mean, there's just so much that could have been cut from this movie. The peyote scene itself, I was like, I feel like I've been watching this scene yeah. for two and a half hours. It's so long. I, I just re- I realized watching this, I was like, oh, this there's a whole episode of Entourage with Kevin Dillon ba- based on yeah. this. I did like uh, seeing Kevin Dillon in there as the drummer. Yeah. Uh, entourage, uh, the the worst show I've watched all the way through more than once. <laughs> yes, yeah. People talk about guilty pleasures, and you're just like, that's nah, not a guilty pleasure. I kind of like that too. One hundred percent. You should feel guilty for watching Entourage. I have lower self esteem yeah. because I yeah. continued to watch Entourage and the movie. Yeah, yeah. I watched the movie. I just finished Deep Therapy because our benefactor and all around great guy Jake Brennan once said that I was the turtle of the group and it was meant to be a fucking compliment. (laughs) I don't know. I know it was meant to be a compliment, but it wasn't meant to be an insult. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but it it hurt me deeply. (laughs) Yeah. That hurt me deeply. And I was like, E, (laughs) you know, I came out ahead on that one. You did come out ahead on that one. And still, when he said you were a turtle, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to recover from that. The world wept. The world wept a little bit. (laughs) Fucking brutal. Well, let's do our feature presentation today. Oliver Stone's The Doors, man. Fifty-seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Couple of quick, uh, quick hit professional reviews here. Uh, These are like major reviewers from from major publications. Yeah, Jay Boyar from the Orlando Sentinel says, uh, "After the first hour or so of the doors, the only door I wanted to see was the one marked exit." <laughs> hey, listen, Jay, I don't like this movie either, but you gotta you gotta step yeah. up your game. Just say you didn't like it. You don't even have to leave words. Just be like one star. Don't like speaks yeah. volume. <laughs> yeah, do the however you spell uh, it. P-B-B-B. <laughs> Richard Schickel of Schickle. Time Magazine. Dick Schickel said, um, "Dick Schickel. That's a, that would be a that would be a good band name." Hey, where are the Dick Schickels? <laughs> Dick Schickel says the film really proves only that Jim was a bad drunk and a worse friend. <laughs> And that in no way was his life exemplary. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true, though. Come on. Like the first part of it is true. His life was exemplary. He put out a lot of albums in a short amount of time that were pretty good. He had some hits. Mm, Yeah, he had some hits. His career. Right, but that's part of his life. Was successful, but his life. um, His life was good. No, his life He died at 27. He did. Part of the 27 Club. Which you can yeah. hear about on Jake Brennan's podcast. The 27 At 27 Club. <laughs> and sponsored content. <laughs> Karen James from the New York Times says, It is made by a Morrison groupie for other groupies. A film that leaves the rest of us locked outside wondering what the fuss is about. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty dead on accurate. Because we were, you know, kind of just talking about like Oliver, Oliver Stone is a huge Doors fan. Yeah. And we watched this movie and we're like, is he? Because <laughs> I feel right. like he just portrayed Jim Morrison 
Probably as Jim Morrison actually was, but that's yeah, not. Yeah, that's a good, a good thing. point. If if you already love, well, it didn't work on you, but I if you're like a, <laughs> if you're into the Doors like super hard, yeah, um, I you can yeah you're you're you might have uh, come out of this yeah, enjoying yeah. it and thinking he was awesome. If anyone walked over to me at a party in high school or college with a little notebook, right, right in the kitchen, <laughs> I'd be right in the other room to the yeah. I was wherever that person wasn't. Yeah. Because granted, they might have had the good weed, but like, I don't, that's, no, there's a price of admission for that ride. Blood in the streets up to my ankles. Indians scattered on Dawn's highway bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Peace frog. You're like, is that a bridge? What is that? I don't know. It's a bridge. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> They, th- at that point, they must have been like, come on, we got to do yeah. like a, we got to stop the song so you can do this <laughs> bullshit about the Indians again. Yeah, yeah, it's come on. Here's some uh, reviews from Letterboxd, two stars from Michelle Parsons. She says, I'm not sure how an Oliver Stone movie with such an amazing cast that included Val Kilmer, parentheses, strutting around in great leather pants, giving an impressive performance as Morrison. (laughs) (laughs) Strutting around in great leather pants. He does look great. Um, He he sings really well. Yeah. Kilmer's performance is great. Yeah, the, the movie is poorly made and thus the performance is limited <laughs> right yes that's absolutely kilmer is always great and does the best he could in this movie yeah uh i'm not sure how it could be this grating and nonsensical i get that it's supposed to be trippy but jesus at a running time of almost two and a half hours that gets old real quick <laughs> <laughs> agreed I was less than impressed for having this on my watch list for 20 years. <laughs> I mean, that, but that is... Yeah. Some friends should have told you. This is Don't on bother. your watch list for 20 years. Yeah. It really wasn't a priority. Oh, how good must have that felt to cross this off the watch yeah, list after 20 years. Good leave Lord. it in the rear view. <laughs> I personally feel relieved to have watched the doors for the last time in my life <laughs> right i'm not gonna promise that but uh, yes oh, i'll never watch it again i'll see i'll do weird things where it's like i want to see that scene where he stalks meg ryan again like i want to see that little neighborhood so if it's on i'll be like is it before or after this scene you know yeah it does not preclude me flipping around and leaving it on for a couple of minutes we would but never want to again preclude. even that right now it's hard to imagine Oh, it is unbelievable, yeah. 10, 20 years from now, if I'm still around, <laughs> maybe. Still, you're still stalking <laughs> girls on Love Street. Even that song, which is a nice little song, the lyrics are fucking dumb. Fucking Wordsy uh, McGee over there. <laughs> yeah, he's up and down. I mean, and not every one of his lyrics is terrible. Vocally, he was a lot better than, than lyric, I feel like lyric, lyricist, lyrically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and certainly as a poet. Anyone that thinks that he was a great poet is... yeah. You know, doesn't actually like poetry. There's very few poets that I can think of who were uh, great songwriters, and, and you can see the poetry. Yeah, you got your Bob Dylan's. Yeah, you got your um, Emily Dickinson uh, and her scat band. <laughs> she had in back of the day. Emily Dickinson and the Dick Shickles. <laughs> 
I fucking love their first couple of records. <laughs> Dickinson and the Dick Shickles. Some young female singer wants to put a great band together. Yeah, you go. do it. Please, You're it's yours. Patty Smith was the other one that I could think of. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Patty Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lou Reed, a little bit. Yeah, yes, yeah, certainly. There's a Lou Reed drop in in this movie when he goes to see um, what's his yeah, face? Lou there? Andy Warhol. Was, I think there's Lou? a there's like a in the hallway. It's like he walks uh, past. Oh, they kind of look at each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. I wondered who that was supposed to be. Yeah, and even that <laughs> scene, it's just like oh god. Oh god, that Crispin Glover's impression of <laughs> Andy is, Warhol is just it's, rough. It's too much. I have this phone to uh, I think uh, <laughs> Edie gave it to me. I was like, if I was ever at this party, I, you know, not that I would ever be at a party like that or invited to a party like that. I would clamor to get into a party like that and then be there and just be like, this is awful. And when Manzarek says, these people are vampires, man. I'm like, yeah, they are fucking vampires. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This, would, this is a horrible scene. Yeah. I always like, thought I of myself as a, go to this. growing up, I was like, you're the Morrison. I'm the fucking Manzarek. <laughs> this is what I, this is what this film taught me about myself. I'm a Manzarek. I'm not a I'm Morrison. A, I'm a Robbie Krieger, I think. <laughs> yeah. I th- <laughs> oh, I think I aspire to be a Robbie Krieger. Going on, I go along to get along. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He's like, I don't know, whatever. It's just a word. Girl, we can't get much better. <laughs> There's a straight up Ed Sullivan impression in the middle of this movie. <laughs> there really Just, is. Yeah. That guy is an Ed Sullivan impersonator. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. It was, yeah. I looked at his credits and he's only Ed Sullivan in other movies. <laughs> it's like, what is the point of this? Like cartoon character Ed it's, Sullivan in the middle it, of this movie. It was a little crazy. And then and then the, the square producer, you know, like, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, groovy, yeah. right? Groovy. Girl, we can't get much better. <laughs> and they're all just like, whatever. If you were ever like the tour manager on that, or you were like the person like representing the band in that moment, in that scene backstage, you were like, nah, fuck. <laughs> this is going to go. This, <laughs> this is, is not, not going to go well. <laughs> I would have objected more as a band member to just the fucking hanging doors all over the set. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, this is so fucking hokey. I was like, the doors of your mind? No, no these are just doors. No, no, You're no. Just- Front doors. <laughs> That's the name of the band. Uh, it's an it's architectural band. actual doors. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, they're designers. I they don't it. say a fucking thing about that. No, they could care less about that. Uh, yeah, as as a songwriter yeah. myself, I'd be like, yeah, I understand. It's television. I can't talk about drug use or being Right, high. right. Yeah. Uh, but I would have been like, get these fucking doors down. <laughs> yeah, we'll play to a white background. Yeah, please. Ride the snake through this lovely Victorian front door with a handsome brass <laughs> knocker. <laughs> what the fuck? Fucking the price is right all of a sudden. Yeah, you take the complete metaphor out of the band. Yeah. Your, your songs are entirely based on symbolism and metaphor. <laughs> yeah. And you have the most fucking literal background. But no, I got to... I'm gonna scream higher into the into the camera. Step through the doors of perception into this fabulous prize package. All right, here's a, a three and a half star review uh, oh. from Suspirian Knight. Oh, mm, I think this might be Jim Morrison <laughs> from the grave. 
Suspirian night on a steed <laughs> haunts you in your dreams. Uh, it starts off with a quote from Lester Bangs. Not Lester Bangs in real life, but Lester Bangs from Almost Famous, because it says Lester Bangs, parentheses, Almost Famous. Oh, there you go. <laughs> quote, Jim Morrison is a drunken buffoon posing as a poet, end quote. You just know if Jim Morrison was alive today or sometime in the last decade, he'd be an annoying fuck on Twitter. <laughs> 1,000% right, yes. Yeah. A flat earther for sure, <laughs> while promoting <laughs> some all-natural rabbit pellet that humans can eat too. <laughs> there is like, I don't even know what it is, but it's 100% true, I think. <laughs> <A> rabbit pellet. <laughs> He'd have like 36 million followers and would tweet about Trump's space force needing to get to the moon ASAP to solve, to save all the crater children. <laughs> this is all checking out as far as I'm concerned. I was reading this and I was like, yeah, yep, yeah, that would be him completely. It would absolutely be him. <laughs> he would, him and Scott Baio would be going to rallies together. Yeah, yeah. Just Morrison would be fat too. He already was. Oh, like Marlon yeah. Brando fat. And he'd have a podcast where his producer would have to edit out all the heavy breathing. Hey, whoa. I mean, whoa, honestly, take I feel it like easy. That's pretty much what you do for me. So it's that <laughs> one cut a little it cut a little close to the bone. Yeah, that that had his home. <laughs> his podcast would be called Morrison on Morrison. <laughs> it would just be him talking to himself as he gazes into yeah. a mirror. Yeah. Again, that happened in the movie. He yeah, was doing that. That was the framing device of the movie, basically. Yeah. Oh, Morrison, man. It was, again, I, I would like it if somebody would take another, if there's another movie about Jim Morrison that somebody chooses to do yeah, that maybe softens the edges a little, mm. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I think we need a gritty reboot. Uh, this one is not rated. Not rated. Not rated. Can't even go through the effort. Just abandoned the rating system. Bill Ryan says... Dialogue and movie, quote, so you're really going to move to Paris, end quote? Me, quote, oh, thank God he's almost dead. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is not, he's not alone in that thought. <laughs> oh, thank God he's almost dead. Yeah, me, me too. I was there, like, yeah. oh, yes, we're getting to the end. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Moving on to IMDb, four out of ten. All the lyrics in the world could not save this movie by Andrew Butler <laughs> One. Uh, this is not a good movie. I watched <laughs> this film upon its release and as a young man and enjoyed a look at the rock star lifestyle it portrayed. Having watched it recently, I was surprised at how bad the script actually is. <laughs> as were we, sir. I think, did I write this? <laughs> you might have. This is what you described. Yeah. <laughs> Every word that comes out of Kilmer's mouth is... A regurgitated Doors lyric. Who speaks in poetry? <laughs> Jim Morrison. That's who speaks in post poetry. This is the thing we learned. It's true that a lot of the dialogue in this movie yeah. is, a, is a reference to a lyric of yeah, yeah. Doors. Which makes it completely insufferable. It does. Like it makes the character of Jim Morrison, like there's no depth to him at all other than the lyrics, which I always kind of rolled my eyes at. Mm. And it's just like, oh, that was his speaking. <laughs> that's his speaking tone. Yes. was just yeah. bullshit that's why lyrics. He's, that's why he's actually speaking <laughs> through so many Doors songs. I do not think Morrison was such a fool as is shown. There is also the fact that Stone uses the, uses the Doors as an outlet for his imagination. I mean, you know, that's kind of his job as a movie director. Yeah, that's his right as the <laughs> so, director, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
He uses this film as an outlet for his imagination. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, the concept that Patricia Keneally chased after Morrison as early as 1967 is false. Oh. That, that's the witchy woman. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. <laughs> they did not actually meet until 69. Oh. So, oh boy. That would have made this a good movie. <laughs> If they had accurately portrayed the time yeah. frame in which he met his mistress. Oh, yeah. I am a stickler for dates, man. I am a historian yeah. at heart. Yeah, for crying out loud. <laughs> this reviewer had me. You, I was with you until, yeah. until <laughs> right. uh, the middle of this review. There is much more that the avid viewer should know about this movie, and it should be researched before mentioning what a great film this is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wow, that 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 was a, a big drop off that review. Well, and all of a sudden, it, it you turn a little bit, you turn into Jim Morrison. Let's swim <laughs> to the <Yeah>. moon. <laughs> he's he's like Will Ferrell's impression of Robert Goulet. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> oh man, how many good parties were stopped by his fucking nonsensical oh, rambling? A nightmare to hang around. Yeah. With. And imagine, like, you're at a party, and this fucking 25-year-old shows up, and it just thinks that he's the most important human being in the world. Hey, anyone want to hear my spoken word? And just starts going off. Everybody come into this darkened bedroom. (laughs) The show is about to begin. I would would have been like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get water. (laughs) This is a great party. What's going on in this bedroom back here? (laughs) The lighting is cool. Get some scarves draped over some lamps. Oh, oh, nope. Back out. <laughs> you sound great, man. You're killing. I'm just got. I gotta go. Oh, I left my uh, drink in the bathroom. <laughs> I left my good time in another room. <laughs> I left not being in the middle of someone else's nightmare in the living room. <laughs> Continue on with your words. Keep going. I'll be right back. <laughs> Is that your snake parked out front? It's pretty cool, man. Hey, whose snake is blocking the driveway? I need to get out. I got my VW bug. I need to get around your snake. I can't get around. It's seven miles. You should get some cones or some highway flares for that thing, man. That is just too much. Should you be driving anyway, honestly? (laughs) Well, the snake actually drives. It's time for Citizen Critic Reviews. This is uh, some TripAdvisor reviews from the Père Lachaise Cemetery. Uh, This is the cemetery in Paris where Jim Morrison is buried uh, to the consternation of the families of anybody else buried in that cemetery. Constant vandalism. Yeah. um, And Which, I mean, you know, the movie kind of (laughs) highlights. These are fans of Jim Morrison. Next review by Charlotte O., Oh. Cemetery or dumping ground? Well, it's just a different way to call a cemetery. <laughs> it's, you know, if you want to be crass about it, it's, that's <laughs> yeah, what a cemetery exactly. is. Yeah. But people want to be nice and be like, well, oh, it's a cemetery. Toilet or shit bucket? Well, it's, <laughs> we call it a toilet because we're trying to make it sound better. But yeah, you can call it that too. Uh, when visiting Père Lachaise, 
I was focused on mainly visiting the grave of my beloved Jim Morrison, who was an inspiration to me as I grew up, but I found myself absolutely devastated to find his grave amongst many others in utter (laughs) disgrace. Surrounding his grave was bottles of alcohol, cigarettes butts, and litter left to the mercy of the (laughs) elements. I love that that she opens up the possibility that it's other people's families doing that and not the people going to see Jim Morrison. (laughs) Who could have done this? Who's this? (laughs) Is it you, Monsieur Tuzol? (laughs) Oh, if they had known that Jim Morrison was buried here, they never would have done this. Yeah, imagine what a piece of shit you must be for your (laughs) fan community to desecrate your grave with regularity. (laughs) And not only your grave, but like everyone around you, like just... Yes. Your art causes people to disregard the (laughs) dignity of the dead. Right. You did it. (laughs) You broke on through. (laughs) The thing that makes us human. We bury our dead. We mourn our loved ones. Yeah. (laughs) You broke that. Jim Morrison. Unfortunately, this is a recurring theme throughout the cemetery. In attempts to console my inner teenager's rage at her idol's grave being defiled, (laughs) I ventured around the cemetery in hope of finding defiling graves, graves. (laughs) kicking over tombstones, as you will. (laughs) She was just mad because his was more defiled. Believe what a mess it was. I ventured around the cemetery in hope of finding any more of my inspirations. I was surprised to find many, including Oscar Wilde, Edith Piaf, and Pissarro. To any who are considering making the trip to Perelachal, please be aware <laughs> that you may find sites that will make you lose faith in humanity. For example, when visiting the grave of Jim Morrison, I stumbled across three youths. <laughs> youths. Did you say youths? which i can only describe as hoodlums sat on a gravestone Mm. gazing witlessly at the gravestone hoodlums 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 what hoodlums do you know that go and like visit grave sites (laughs) that's like the opt to pay their respects at a gravesite. it's like a 50s greaser gang of hoodlums (laughs) a bunch of hoods they're like (laughs) <laughs> paying respects paying respects get out of here you hoods uh, not only were they showing utter disrespect they were also listening to the doors as if they were alive when the songs came out fake fan alert <laughs> you can't, oh, you can't is, like the doors that is if no. you weren't born I'll never forget when somebody called me out for listening to Beethoven <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you know about Beethoven you weren't around man you had to be there yeah. Overall, I would recommend that you visit Père Lachaise, but please prepare yourself for disappointment in vast amounts. Such as, you went to a cemetery. What sort of carnival are you expecting is going to happen when you walk into a cemetery? Yeah. Like, you think, you know, all of a sudden, like, the ghost, like a Harry Potter style, like, nearly headless Jim Morrison is going to pop up from the grave <laughs> and fucking do a number for you? <laughs> God, it's a cemetery. It's a morbid place. Welcome to Jim Morrison World, where we recreated with incredible detail and accuracy the (laughs) world that Jim Morrison lived in. Uh, Oh, look, honey, it's a mini version of where Pamela 
Corson live? <laughs> Love Street. Look, it's Love Street. It's like the Diagon Alley of Paris. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it, it's a small world. <laughs> it's just Love Street on a, just weird yeah. marionette puppets. <laughs> Say the same song over and over. Yeah. yeah. Here is another review of Perlishes from Shanananananana. Uh, wished I'd stayed away. My husband and I, being fans of The Doors, thought it would be interesting to visit the cemetery, but it was a big disappointment. Yeah, you know who else wished you'd stayed away? Was everybody else who's buried in the cemetery. Yeah. The loved ones of people that actually have a reason <laughs> to go there. The cemetery itself was interesting, and we enjoyed strolling around to see the old grave sites and mausoleums. Yeah. Flicking butts and drinking. <laughs> Finding specific graves was difficult, even with a map. Once we actually located Morrison's grave, we were very disappointed. Was he not in there? Yeah. Uh, we had a mental image of having a peaceful moment there by ourselves. Yeah, everybody else had the Why? same mental image. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tourist trap. Why would you think that? But there were throngs of other tourists. Yeah. They give out maps to it. It's a yeah. fucking tourist attraction. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I went to see hey, the Mona Lisa, and there was just all these little people. I couldn't yeah. get up close. Uh, also, the grave is the only one in the entire cemetery that is actually fenced off. <laughs> yeah, because of people like you. Visitors can't even go to Morrison's graveside and have to stand about 10 feet back. How are we going to dig them up if we can't get to them? <laughs> <laughs> it <just> seems weird. <laughs> This is likely due to the actions of the jerks who clearly cannot resist the urge to graffiti the surrounding graves and mausoleums in a very mm. disrespectful manner. <laughs> now you're on it, Columbo. I'm glad you got to the bottom of that one. <laughs> did you have to dust for fingerprints on that or did you come to that on your own conclusion? <laughs> I'm not going to say definitely, but likely. <laughs> you know, my leading theory, my suspect is anyone that declares themselves a Doors fan. They wrote phrases like, Jim is God and light my fire. <laughs> light my fire. <laughs> oh. Hey, light my fire. I love you, Jim Morrison. Light my fire. <laughs> That's the message you want to leave for Jim Morrison. I'm going to go to Jim Morrison's grave and write the doors on it. Yeah. Just write his name. Just yeah. like <laughs> accent his name. It's like, okay. It's like his name with an arrow. Just underlined. <laughs> Thanks for ruining the visit for everyone else. Rock and roll, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not rock and totally, roll at all. Totally, totally rock and roll. People go to cemeteries to pay their respects, but it would have been far more respectful to stay away. <laughs> yep. I'm glad. I'm glad. What? I am so glad that is the lesson you've learned. What are you doing there? Yeah, this reviewer is about to have their peyote trip in the desert moment <laughs> where they realize yeah. that they are the person they're criticizing. Gabriel M. gave it a two out of five. This mm. is a place for the dead, not for the living. <laughs> That's, yes, it is. Yeah. You know, a place for the living would be a hotel or a restaurant mm. or yeah. a, <laughs> almost like, anywhere else. The most loved one is Oscar Wilde by far. He is covered with kisses and roses. <laughs> what? Like lipstick on the... <laughs> I have to assume. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, this is definitely a pre-COVID review. No one's going and kissing the Oscar Wilde statue. Yeah. That, that doesn't seem sanitary <laughs> at all. Uh, just my luck. That's the way I'd go. <laughs> I just 
French yeah. kissing a bust of Oscar Wilde. What happened? Did you go? Did you go to a concert or a party? <laughs> uh, no, I was licking. <laughs> yeah, the bust of Oscar. It's a rite of, of passage. You know it is. You can't go to Paris without kissing Oscar Wilde statue. <laughs> In the French style. Uh, a lot of the tombstones are in bad shape, but there it is. It is true. The beauty of decay. Hmm. Well, that's poetic. The poetry that right there for yeah. us in the middle of this review. I mean, you know, it is a very old cemetery and Paris has been through some shit. So, yeah. you know, give him a, give him a pass on the graves <laughs> looking old, you know, I'm sure with all the Nazis, French kissing Oscar Wilde was probably something. <laughs> the good news is the place is expanding. <laughs> is that good news? The cemetery is expanding? That is terrible news that the cemetery is expanding. Good news, bunch more people dead. <laughs> Why are they still expanding cemeteries? It's such a waste of, waste of space. I know. You a know? cemetery this old, too, in the middle of Paris. like It's such a human thing to do to be like, no, no, no I want to take up land when I'm dead, too. Yeah, I want my own little statue. <laughs> yeah. Claude Chabrol is a new addition to the Artists' hey, Hall of Fame. welcome, Claude, hey, to the cemetery. Congratulations. <laughs> You're fucking dead. You should have been there for his welcome party. It was. That's why there's such a fucking mess in the cemetery. Oh, don't mind us. We just had a big party. Welcome, Claude. <laughs> don't, don't want him to feel left out. And be sure to find a couple newcomers in the years to come. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is dark. Everyone dies. <laughs> you are. You are correct. Apparently, Marcel Marceau is here now, too. Oh. Well, you wouldn't know it. No. <laughs> now there's a box he truly can't get out of. <laughs> <laughs> He's just in his grave with his two hands up, <laughs> face painted. <laughs> oh, the box always wins, Marcel. <laughs> you, you cheated the box one too many times. In the end, the box comes for us all, Marcel. <laughs> Goths, we need to take over and start making late night raves in here <laughs> yeah. and bringing the dead back to life. No. Whoa, that took a turn. That is, yeah. <laughs> I love that it's a clarion call to goths. <laughs> goths! <laughs> <laughs> no one ever said uh, with uh, any sort of <laughs> any sort of conviction, goths, we need to dot dot dot. <laughs> like that's not a goths rise up. <laughs> Well, it's going to take me at least three to four hours to get ready. I mean, you know, <laughs> once I finish spiking my hair up and lacing up these boots, these things take an hour and a half. Then it's, it's daylight by that <laughs> time. Ends, yeah. I'm exhausted. Moving on to the Whiskey Agogo. Yeah. With the famous- Played uh, a prominent role in, in the doors. Um, it looms large in their legend. It does loom large in their, large in their legend. Corey M. gives oh, it a one out of five. I went here for a heavy metal concert. A while in the middle of the main floor, I dropped my phone. Oh. It was the new iPhone X, and I was doing everything to find it. <laughs> oh, boy. That is just crawling around on the floor, feeling around for it. And look, we've all got iPhones, okay? You're not better than us. When I went to the management to seek assistance, they said, sorry, they was too busy to help. Yeah. What are they going to do? Clear the club? <laughs> Go find your own fucking phone, dummy. We don't know where it is. It presumably fell straight down. <laughs> like just bend over and pick it up. It could be anywhere. <laughs> you know, like there's not a there's not a, a white water rapid running through the middle of the whiskey a go go that you dropped it in. It's, it fell. Yeah. It, if it's this hard to find, then it's lost. All right. Just <laughs> yeah. And again, they're, they're not going to clear the club. <laughs> like, all right, turn the lights up. 
Everybody against the walls. <laughs> Uh, with no one at the door anymore, basically, it was just too much for them to help a paying customer. <laughs> she paid five bucks. After I expressed how lazy and unhelpful they was being, they threw me out of the club. After I explained to these people how much they fucking suck, <laughs> yeah. they gave me the boot. Let me, let me have 10 minutes of your time for me to explain to you how shitty you are as a human being. <laughs> oh, Okay. They did not help me, and I was outraged. <laughs> it was not until I went to call the police and ask others on the sidewalk to help me that they jumped up to help me. <laughs> and to our surprise, by working together, we found my phone. Oh, Whoa, this is a roller coaster. Yeah, this was a roller coaster. <laughs> it all worked out. Yeah. In the end. He threatened to call the police for what? He went to call the police and ask people just out on the sidewalk yeah. for help. And they, they're not in the club. How can they help you? Yeah, I, I'm not going to pay a cover to go help you look for your phone. I want to know how you they work. motherfuckers! <laughs> I'm calling the cops. How did they work together? What was, I need more of an explanation of what sort of. Yeah, we all pulled together as a team. <laughs> I'm just imagining this guy jumping up on top of a car and pulling a Morrison. <laughs> You're all a bunch of slaves. <laughs> yeah. Help me find my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this about the club like was the sound good because that's really the only thing i care about in a rock club isn't yeah not how helpful they were because i'm a i dropped my iphone i know <laughs> yeah. the answer to that question there's not a club yeah. in america that's going to be that helpful i'm not going to decide whether or not to go to this club yeah. based on you dropping your fucking iphone and being an asshole about it walking up to a doorman and just being like i dropped my iphone yeah, I really, I could not. I'm not an alpha personality, but that that's below even me. Yeah, no, I don't. I that just like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> I dropped my my telephone. Yeah. Okay. He says it cost me missing out on some of the concert, losing my cool, and having a bad experience. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just, so, just full disclosure, I definitely lost my fucking cool. And he was, I was a little embarrassed. Once you get the iPhone back and all the adrenaline is gone, you're just sort yeah. of like, did I cry? I think I cried at one point. Like, I, <laughs> did, I didn't cry. But the way those people are looking at me, it, it seems like I might have cried. <laughs> this is definitely an I, am I the asshole review. <laughs> the, absolutely. <laughs> the adrenaline wears off. <laughs> Yeah, once his once his iPhone X posse disbanded. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh wait, uh, that that wasn't cool, was it? <laughs> You're just swinging wildly, accusing people. Everybody is looking at me. <laughs> the band stopped. Uh, the venue needs to understand everyone matters. All phones matter. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Everyone matters. They need to be made to understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I matter. And the manager lady with the blonde hair that also works the door <laughs> needs to be more kind to people <laughs> before the cops almost get called. Right. Yeah. The woman who is both manager and yeah. fucking door lady. Yeah. yeah. She's the one who needs to fucking get her shit together. <laughs> yeah. Before the, go before the cops almost get called. <laughs> <laughs> the 
by me because I suck. Yeah. What what's the charge? <laughs> oh my God, did I threaten to call the cops? <laughs> Jesus I? Christ. When did I become a narc? And what the hell was he gonna who was he gonna how was he gonna call the cops? He didn't have his phone. <laughs> <laughs> I went. <laughs> That's how he ended up out on the sidewalk trying to rally people to his cause. I wonder if he looked around at the posse of people who he got to work together and was just like, Who are these people? <laughs> they were all like, All right, wanna go back to your place? To hang out and stuff. You said we could all crash with you. <laughs> Listen, I made a lot of promises when I was in the heat of looking for my phone. He was absolutely just apoplectic. Just he would do anything to get his phone back. Promise anything. Wait, we're roommates. <laughs> you said if I found it, I could move in with my three brothers. Go to the bathroom with you. Why? <laughs> I promise. What? That's it. That's the end of this episode. The doors, and, or is it the uh, end, or is it just the beginning? <laughs> if you're in the doors spirit, you can go and uh, check out the Twenty Seven Club podcast. Uh, this current, yeah, run is on Jim Morrison. Uh, I haven't had time to listen to those yet. I haven't either, but I feel like Jake is going to take them a bit more seriously than we did. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Jake's pretty objective about this stuff. He's just, he tells, tells the story. He is. Yeah. But he's got a little gym in him. Yeah. He's got the, he's got the Morrison swagger. He does. No yeah. Doubt. Yeah. Yeah. But not in a douchey <laughs> way. Like, in a no, not douchey. <laughs> Looks good on you though. If Jim Morrison had been cooler. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Check that out. I'm sure that that's going to be good. Um, and he also did a, already did a Disgraceland episode on Jim Morrison. That is good. I, I heard that. Um, so check that out too. If you just want a one-off. I also have, I uh, want to mention, I have another new song out. I I'm just saw that. out the content. It is quite good. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, another new song. It's called uh, There Is No Sign. There Is No Sign. That is also very Morrison lyric. Mm. There Is oh, No Sign. Yeah. I, got, I got, I found my inner gym. You did. Number. Yeah. There's a whole spoken word let section. Me, let me middle. hear your words, man. <laughs> let me hear them. <laughs> <laughs> there is no sign, the announcer said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's on my Bandcamp, uh, scotchjanovitz.bandcamp.com, and I'll play a little bit of that as we exit the episode. Please go and enjoy that and some of my other new songs if you uh, are so inclined. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, anything you have to... Uh... No, I'm just sort of like totally vibing out on my Spotify playlists. And a band came up on my Discover Weekly called Sunseeker. And it's the song mm. Georgia Dust. Oh. And it's kind of got this, it's, you know, it has slide guitar. And anytime it's like super hot out, I just find I love like Beachwood Sparks. And it kind of, it's in that sort of vein yeah. a little bit, you know, like yeah. I, when it's really hot and humid, I discovered that I like slide guitar and nice harmonies. Yeah. Reverbed out. Yeah. Yeah. Spacey yeah. stuff. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. I mean, I always like that. But. It's good summer music. Actually, did you see the other bad review we got? 
We got another yes. one. It's, they're coming in Fast and Furious. That's a we good did. one. That is a great one because it 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 feeds into the citizen critic beast of people just fundamentally not understanding the thing they're they're reviewing. Right. This is a review by G. Hartler. G. Hartler. A waste of time and air. This says, I was referred to this podcast specifically for the MCU eps from a fellow MCU fan. <laughs> How go. did they find each other, these fans of the Marvel movies? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they're obviously not very close. Like, they probably know each other from, like, a message board, right? Like, yeah. hey, there's these two guys that do shit about MCU stuff. I liked it yeah. because I got, got what the podcast was all about. And then he rolls in there swinging. Yeah. He says, uh, nothing about this was funny, unless maybe you're a drunk 20-year-old frat boy. Oh, I wish, Greg. I, I mean, wish. honestly, I read that and I was just like, <laughs> from your lips to God's ears, man. <laughs> maybe if we read this review at the exact same time, we'll have like a, a, a switcheroo situation where we'll, we'll wake up as uh, yeah. 20-year-old frat boys. Uh not to be a frat boy, but... I'll take frat boy if I get to be 20 Once years old. I'm there, I'll work on the frat boy element. Yeah, I'll quit the frat. He says, they don't actually review the film. Well, no shit. Uh, congratulations. You figured well, it out. That's not what we do. You could have just... You didn't have to listen. You could have just read the fucking... The description. <laughs> yeah. Critiquing the critics, reviewing the reviews. Yeah. It's very succinct. Um, in fact, the majority of the time, they aren't even discussing the film. <laughs> Plus all the profanity. I know. <laughs> oh, you know grandma. what? That one hit home a little bit. I was like, I gotta, I gotta curtail the potty mouth. Oh, it's not gonna fucking go happen. Fuck yourself. Oh shit! I couldn't delete these eps and this podcast fast enough. <laughs> I gotta get them off my phone. <laughs> In case my mom finds them. What friend of yours is just like, oh, this is a funny podcast that they talk about MCU stuff. I don't know your sense of humor at all. <laughs> Check out this podcast. Yeah. Can't win them all. No. Uh, all right. That's it for us this week. We will be back next week. And until then, follow us on Instagram at Citizen Critic Pod. Greg and I are both on Twitter. Twitter. Um, subscribe. Leave us a rating and review. Yeah. Okay. Talk to you later. See ya. Citizen Critic comes to you from Double Elvis and is executive produced by Jake Brennan of Disgraceland. It was created by Jake, Greg Conley, and me, Scott Janowitz. I also composed and recorded the music, and I engineer and edit the show. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 